Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema. And you're joining us in a little bit of a somber week, a week that is so somber that we only have two people here. My name is Tosin and I am the host of the show based up in the Midlands. Joining me on the Isle of Wight this week is only Sean Harris. Oh, hi there. <laughs> yeah, hi. So, yeah, Sharon is not with us because um, if you want to figure out when we record this show, we record this show on the day that we have received the news or the. Well, in addition to having a new prime minister in the United Kingdom, we have also heard that the Queen is in bad health. And it is one of those things, like my wife was talking about it earlier today, saying that she essentially, as long as as for as, far, as long as a lot of us has been alive, the Queen has been there. Whether yeah. you like her or loathe her, she has been <laughs> And it's kind of like the, the fact that it's looking like it might be over, that it's looking like this is the end. Um, is just kind of like, I, I think it's a bit, it, it gives you some sort of like existentialist questions, like, hang on a second, but but, but what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean if you have a world of the other? So yeah, I think, uh, so we, so Sharon has, uh, Sharon has taken a bit of a rest day, and uh, understandably so, which leaves me and Sean to prattle on about films that we have seen. Now, um, Sean, in the last couple of weeks, in the last couple of weeks that we, uh, we we've lamented for months where are all the films where are all the films where are all the films and then last week was the first week in which we thought okay the small indie films are kicking uh <laughs> yeah so it, the, sorry sorry so i'm just describing that the small indie films are kicking back the small indie films are like you know mm. fighting back and they're coming in and they're going oh my god there's no blockbusters in the cinemas get in there get in there get in there so now we have an overflow of films to talk to so much so we've pushed two of them to next week but today we are going to be you have gone into a little bit of a beast mode and you have gone hunting things down in the cinema and there's two but so out of your haul out of the things that you've got there's two of your films that we're going to be talking about today and that's going to be we're going to talk about orphan first kill mm-hmm orphan and we're first going kill. yeah and we're going to talk about fall fall one of those it seems to be like a we used to have this frame mushroom church a church that doesn't seem to sort of spring up overnight you're like hang on there wasn't something there yesterday why is there all of a sudden a tent with people singing in it and the, the, we used to have that phrase, and this is a, one of those sort of mushroom films. Heard nothing of this. No pre-thing. No, this film is being shot. No, the, the, then all of a sudden, this film is here. And it's just there. And they're like, four, come watch it. Like, what? Where, where did this come from? So we're going to find out a little bit about that. And at, at home, because what we do is we go to cinemas, read thing, rate things out of five that we've seen, rate things at home that we've seen out of five, <laughs> and we see who's won the week. And at home, we have Asterix and the Mansion of the Gods, which I saw on Amazon Prime. You had Samaritan, which you saw on Amazon Prime, which was on my list of things to see on Amazon Prime. I was going to watch this. But, 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 at the moment, it's the US Open is going in tennis. And that has taken up, bearing in mind that last night, uh, there was a there was a five-hour match that ended up at 3 a.m. in the morning in New York. Ooh. So you can imagine what, <laughs> can imagine what time yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah that, that went until. Yeah, so I haven't been able to see that much on screen. So I haven't been able to get around to see Mr. Samaritan, but I was interested to see that. And, um, and another film also on Amazon Prime. We're having a very Amazon Prime-heavy week called Queen Pins, which I saw a while back but never reviewed. So let us kick off first. And Sean, we're going to go let you go with Orphan First Kill, which is a sequel to Orphan. Did you ever see the first one? Yes, I did see the first one, yes. And I, right. I, I, I didn't mind the first one. I think, I, I think we did a review of that many, many years ago. We I'm, might I'm have, yeah. I'm certain we might have done one. We but might yes, have. I, 
so if I'm if I'm correct, is this the film in which you have somebody who is pretending to be a an orphan for but is actually a lot older than they seem to be? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so yes. I think that film has been out long enough. Everybody knows that that was a twist at the end of the film. Yeah. I've never seen it, and I know that. So tell us about Orphan First Kill, the sequel. What happens? Okay, I think I think it's a, a more of a prequel, really. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, so basically it starts off in, um, I think it's Lithuania or Latvia, I can't remember. It's one, one of those Baltic states anyway, and it's really cold and it's really, and you see, you see uh, uh, the, uh, the orphan, oh, I can't even remember her name, but uh, Esther, <laughs> you see Esther, right, Esther, and she's in this like asylum place, and yep. um, that's where she is, so she's locked up, she's attempted some things, and um but she manages to, she's quite man, manipulative with some of the other patients and she's manipulative with like the guards and she manages, let's just basically say, without being a spoiler, because you know, it, you know it's got to happen. She basically yeah. escapes. Yeah. And then, and then she, she's sort of found by a security guard type bloke and it turns out that there's this family in America that lost their, their, their daughter. So yeah. they decide that this is the lost daughter and, and yeah. she's quite clever. She sort of works out. So basically, she ends up going to this family, and there's a, you know, there's it's a normal family. There's a there's a, what would be an older sibling, uh, brother, um, and the mum and dad, and she endears herself to lots of people. And there's a few twists where, she goes to a doctor to to get checked, but something happens and she doesn't manage to. Get is this the is this the first or second film? This is the second film. So the this, is the, film... this 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 is the storyline of the second film. Yeah, this is the first, this is the film that we saw. Yeah, yeah, no, it's no the, the the first film, the first film. She's an orphan, isn't she? In this, but this is like so. She's not really an orphan. She becomes an orphan at the end. Oh, okay. Of the film. All right, okay. cool. We, okay, cool. We, because I, everything that you were saying, I was thinking, wouldn't that be the? Uh, but never mind. Carry on. Carry never on. Mind. Okay. <laughs> ignore so, yeah, ignore so, my confusion. So that's basic. That's basically the that's that, that's basically the film. Um, so yeah, it's it's basically the same. It's the same film, really. So you could say it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, same no, that, 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 that's Apart, what I was yeah, thinking. Exactly, exactly. So, but in this time, it's 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 rather than an orphan, it's uh, you know a long lost so, someone. Okay, lost. cool, cool, gotcha, and gotcha. As you can guess from this film, I was I was put off fairly. Quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so uh, yeah, I'm like, oh come on, because you know, I don't know. I, I, I mean. Let's be honest. She, if anyone in their right sense of mind would think, there's no way you are a small child. You know, there's no way in a million years, not even trying to be, with no matter how you cover it up, you you are not going to be mistaken for for a small child. Okay, now this is a problem that I I wondered how they were going to get around it because it's the same actor as was in the first film, right? Yes, yes, yes. yes. And I'm thinking, okay, so you have an actor who is pretending to be a child in the first film. And this film is made many years after the first film. <laughs> so this actor is going to look older. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. definitely. Uh, the way you, but when you said this is a prequel, I'm like, how the heck are you going to take an actor who no, obviously yeah, looks yeah, older yeah. and make a prequel? with? So everything about this sounded ill-conceived from the very beginning. Yeah, yeah I think it was just <laughs> like a money-making thing. I mean, it's quite it's quite bloody. It's quite bloody. You know, they've gone gone sort of quite overboard with the... With the red stuff and things you yeah know? and so yeah. so i think it was more trying to be a shock value but to me all the way through i was thinking how can people be that idiotic <laughs> how can they not see i mean it's ridiculous oh it's ridiculous everybody would go 
Oh, I think as one minute it goes, oh, you've got, you've got big. But it's just like, it's just like ridiculous. It's the most craziest, crazy. Oh yeah. Anyway, let's not go there. There's some of these films that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure whether they're trying to be serious or whether they're actually trying to spoof something. Well, that's but, what uh, I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, they're, they're, but, uh, but. Uh, this is but this is me talking about and doing my whole usual thing of trying to review something I've never seen. This time a whole franchise I haven't watched a single frame of. No. <laughs> and, and and you haven't really missed much. Although the first first I, orphan I, I, I thought was okay, but you've not really missed it. Not missed it was just a case of I thought, well, it's there, the timings were right, because it's a lot to do with timings as well, like Sharon says, always it is, the timings it of is, the film. Yeah. So I yeah, managed that, to go that, and watch one film and then so, so there's not too long a break. You can go and watch the other one if you see what I mean. Yeah, I mean timings. Timings have become uh, that have, have become a lot a much bigger determining factor over what I watch in the cinema now. I mean, just with with having a child and trying to figure that out and mm. having limited time when I can actually leave the house to go. And so it's kind of like it's okay. What's on at that time? All right, cool. I'll go see that then. Go see that. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's it. That's it. Basically, you are and quite like, governed by time. And it's like, oh, that's something I really, really wanted to see. Oh, the timings don't work. Oh, I guess I'm going to wait for that to show up on Disney+. Plus. Disney, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. All right, so how many stars would you give Orphan First Kill? Two stars. Oh, wow. We Two are stars. off to an absolute cracking start. <laughs> <laughs> off to an abs- absolutely cracking start with two stars for Orphan First Kill. But as I said, it is a case of we're having films in the cinema now who yeah. that are not trying, I don't think are trying to be big, money makers no. they no. are they are these are the these are almost sort of like the jobbing actors you have the film stars who get like the 20 million pound paychecks and they have the jobbing actors who are like you know oh give me half a million and uh, I'll, I'll go on to the next yeah, one or something yeah. and i feel like these films are now like the jobbing the ones that just they're yeah. going to keep the cinema ticking over uh, so we have offer first skill to begin with and now we go over to amazon prime for our first amazon prime thing of the day and this is asterix and the mansion of the gods now sean you must have read some asterix comics yes i know about asterix and obelisk and yep and i like asterix. they've got some great names i think they've the got chief is called vital statistics get a fix yeah 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 the <laughs> druid is called get a fix yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah, the, the really really bad musician is called cacophonics yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or cacophonics i depend on how you want to say it there's the yeah, yeah. the fish the fishmonger is called unhygienics the <laughs> the um the blacksmith is fully automatics all that kind of stuff i mean i yeah. love and so i used to i used to read asterix comics when i was a kid i mean we had these in nigeria and we would just sort of like get them and read them and the the whole idea of it being a series and you could co- collect them that didn't really come to nigeria because we just yeah. we got what we could when we could get it and we just but we loved the asterix thing we loved the whole thing about for those of you who do not know what Asterix is about, it is a satirical comic that was made by two Belgians, and it was talking about essentially set during the time of the Roman Empire and how the Roman Empire stretched all across Europe, and the only place that resists them is this small French village of Gaul, and how they, these guys have a druid who makes a magic potion that makes them all super strong. So no matter what happens, the Roman soldiers cannot take this village, and is the last bastion of like you know French fighting against it. And there's a whole bunch of satire that was in there that I never noticed as a kid. And I don't know about you, Sean, but if there's something I loved as a kid and somebody makes like, you know, a modern sort of like film about it or anything like that, I'm always worried. Mm. <laughs> I'm, yeah, no, always, no, I'm always worried because I'm like, oh, I don't know. Are you going to get this? But Sean, I'm not lying. This Asterix and the Mansion of the Gods on, on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Okay. It is like the comics come to life. Oh, it, wow. <laughs> it wow. is 
honestly, I was watching it going, whoa, whoa, oh, what? This, I'm getting the same feels watching this that I did getting the comics, only that now I'm old enough to realize it's satirical and actually understand the satire. <laughs> I, is, it, I, is it a Hollywood film or a, a, a No, this was a French, French production. Film. It's a French production. It, it was yeah. a French production, but this is dubbed into English. So it's dubbed into oh, okay. English with a whole bunch of English, um, a whole bunch of English uh, comedians and stuff. For instance, Jack Whitehall uh, voices Asterix, although you wouldn't know it was him. Because this is probably the the most acting and the best acting I've seen Jack Whitehall do. You, you wouldn't know it was him. Nick Frost um, voices Obelix, which works. <laughs> I mean, you, you can see yeah, that yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. It, it works. But the voice things, Matt Berry. Matt Berry does the voice. Does the voice of the chief, Vital Statistics. And if you've read the the book Asterix and Mansion of the Gods, it's all about Caesar thinking, "I haven't been able to destroy these Gauls. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to." And this is me. Put it, realizing what the satire is, I'm going to gentrify the area. So if we build these mansion of the gods beside the <laughs> yeah. village, then all of a sudden, all these people are going to come in and they're going to lose their like natural. And I was watching, going, "Oh my word, this thing is this thing is is relevant today. This is what's happening with yeah. neighborhoods today. <laughs> like build something really expensive and price all the poor people out." And it's and I was like, "Oh, this is." Uh, but honestly, this was a joy. It was an oh, absolute wow. joy to watch. I couldn't remember. I, I don't think I've ever read Mansion of the Gods, the comic. I've read a whole bunch of other ones, but I've, I don't think I read much of the Gods the comic, and I was just cracking up the whole way through. The, the wow. you know you know how in the Asterix comics, whenever you were first introduced to the village of Gaul, they usually have this dust cloud where because they're always having a fight. Everybody in the village is always fighting with everybody yeah, yeah, else, yeah. and they'll have like this big sort of like you know dust cloud, where, and you just see people like punching each other. And there'll be a chicken somewhere. And they have an animated version of this dust cloud, and it works. It so works. Oh, I'm really pleased for it. No, no, honestly, man, honestly, I had to sort of text all the people who I knew that we we all where we used to watch Asterix as kids, like my brothers, my cousins, my friends. I asked, I was like, guys, you need to go watch this. You need to go. It is like the comics come to life. And my brother, who and who, my brother and I are, we are famed for not always agreeing. And my brother had to come in and go. He was like, oh, dude, you're right. This thing is just like the comics. It's <laughs> it's like the big oh, come wow. to life. So I would recommend this. I would heartily, heartily recommend this. Even if you know nothing about Asterix, I think it's brilliant. Satirical about the Roman Empire, satirical about, like, you know, gentrification and all that. And it is, it's hilarious. It is great. It is fun. And it is a four star for me. It is. Oh, wow. Oh, brilliant. It is an absolute four star for me. I mean, I, I, I just, I just thought that it's because it, it, I just feel, yeah. I just feel like these guys were they were just nailing it the whole way through. I think it's great when you see a film like that where it nails it. It's 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 a real pleasure, isn't it? It's a pleasure to watch. It's a pleasure to watch when you get a film like that and you think, yes, this is this is this is what I wanted. This is how yeah. it, how it should be, you know. And it's like, yeah. And I've been there, and it's great. It, it's it's so nice to see that. Yeah, I, and and I apparently it was a big hit. It was a big hit in France because obviously originally it was done in French. Yeah, but. I'd never heard about and because I know there've been a couple of Asterix things that've been done. There've been some live action ones with Gerard mm. Depardieu playing Obelix mm. and all that, and I, I didn't know this. And I just I, I happened across it because with my daughter, sometimes when I'm when uh, I'm trying to just sort of like you know be a bad parent and use the TV. To, I, I'm looking for animated movies, so I just started searching for animated movies, and this came up and it was Asterix and the Mansion of the Gods, and I was like, oh okay, yeah. I'll put that on because and my whole idea was I'll put it on, it will distract her. And I remember this from my childhood. And I just ended up sitting there going, oh, no, this is good. Oh, this is good. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just watched the whole thing. Ended up watching the whole thing. So, yeah. So that's actually some matter of the guns, four stars for that. 
Now, back to cinema. And back to cinema, and the one thing that escaped you this week, the one, <laughs> one thing that I meant to escape you this week, which is 3,000 Years of Longing. Yeah. 3,000 Years of Longing. This is starring Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba and directed by George Martin, uh, no, not George Martin, George Miller. Now, George Miller, he, had, I think the posters and the trailer are probably going to say things and, and give you his credentials. George Miller is the Mad Max guy. George yeah. Miller, so yeah, so it would be like, you know, from the director of Mad Max Fury Road, that kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, that is true. That is a fact. However, if you are lured into watching this film because you're like, oh my God, I love Mad Max Fury Road, you have got another thing coming. <laughs> 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 because this couldn't be further from Mad Max Fury Road if it tried. So the whole idea behind this is that you meet Tilda Swinton. You meet Tilda Swinton, she's on a plane going to Istanbul. And there is a, it, it starts off saying this whole thing of, like it's something along the lines of my story is true but i know it's outlandish so i think it would be better if i tell you this story as a fairy tale so she starts off telling this whole thing as a fairy tale like referring to the plane as a flightless bird and referring to phones as glass tablets that can get information from the sky and so she tells it in a very sort of like story like she's telling you a story she's telling you a fairy tale and her job is she's a narratologist so she looks at the different stories around the world and looks for like the way they work together and all that and so she goes to Istanbul, ends up in a bazaar, but but she she starts seeing things, and the way she's seeing things, you're not sure she she seems used to the idea that she's seeing things, and she's not, and it, you're not sure whether it's in her mind or whether these things actually exist. It's one of those sort of things, but she she seems to know. Oh yeah, this this happens. This is the thing, and she goes to a bazaar. She gets um she gets a ends, ends up getting a bottle from a bazaar cleans the bottle and then the top comes up and boom a gin comes out a gin played by oh, Idris wow. Elba yeah a gin played by Idris Elba and i think the the way that the way the first the gin first shows up i the, the, this film is really really stylistic and i like the way they do it i like the way they do the style obviously there's like special effects and all that but they use sparingly and it becomes and you know when I'm talking about covid movies and being on the lookout for covid movies yes i think this this i think we found another one <laughs> because even in this film when they're on the plane everybody's wearing masks she goes to like a conference where she's talking about stories and everybody in the in the audience are wearing masks so they're not trying to hide the fact that co that covid was a, a function but then a large part of this film ends up being Idris Elba and her in a hotel room, like some sort of sexless version of "Good Luck to You, Leo Grand." Oh right, and, okay. <laughs> and it's it's them in a it's it's them in a hotel room, and they're they're even wearing um like you know uh bathing robes or bathrobes. They're, they're wearing bathrobes, like sitting down for the whole thing. And what happens is that he comes on, he goes, "Thank you for freeing me. You now have three wishes." And she's like, oh, no, I'm a narratologist. I know all the stories. I know what happens when people make wishes with gin. It's like you, met, you find a way to twist them. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not one of those gin. Trust me, I'm a good one. And then he starts telling his story about how he ended up in a bottle and how his life has come for the last 3,000 years. And it becomes a story. It becomes a film about storytelling because it's all about. And then you have the storytelling. You have these flashbacks. You have these flashbacks into the calls of Suleiman the Great and flashbacks into like the age of the Ottoman Empire. And the flashbacks is where you can see that they've spent the money mm. because these are opulent these are colorful these are brilliant and sean you were going to say something i was going to say yeah well from the trailer those were the bits that intrigued me it wasn't so yeah. much the wasn't so much the the hotel scene but yeah when they when you saw the clips of you know the big baths and the, the yes from the trailers and all that and i just thought whoa this could be something yeah. special 
Yeah, and, and I think those bits, those bits are great because especially because they're going through a section of history that you don't hear about much in Western mm. world. I mean, like the, the whole of the Queen of Sheba and the way it talks about things, it talks about the Queen of Sheba meeting Solomon, which is something that's recounted in the Bible. Yeah. But the jinn is like, no, 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 I was there. That's not the way it was written. It's like the way, <laughs> the way it's written is not the way it happened. This is what happened. And, and I love the fact that they're showing all these different people. They're showing you... They're showing you the um uh they're showing you the Queen of Sheba and there's a bit where Idris Elba's Jin says, Oh, she wasn't beautiful, she was beauty herself. And the fact that the sh- and this is just a personal thing, and the fact that the Queen of Sheba is the darkest person in the film and is the and, and is being held as Aww. that is the she's beauty herself. I was like, Okay, you're doing something different here. And I need to find out who played the Queen of Sheba because that's Aww. a she's a find. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's um but and so the bit where he's telling the story about everything and you go into the past and you go into the halls of the Queen of Sheba and then the Ottoman Empire and Suleiman the Great and all this, those bits, I think, are fascinating. They are mm. brilliant. And uh, although it's... Um, the, the, the mileage of this film, I, I think some people will get bored because it's essentially just somebody telling you a story about what happened to him. It's not as if like there's like, oh, we need to go get this thing. Or we need to go there. Or we need to go blow that thing up. It's just telling stories. And I really, really liked it. If you get into the rhythm of the film, it's really good. And there are some problems. There are some problems in this because uh, you have George Miller, old white, I think he's Australian man, um, telling stories about the ancient Middle East. So there are some troubles that come with that 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 make you feel like I'm I'm still learning what this word Orientalism means. Whether there's a little bit of that going on, whether and the, and there's a bit that comes up because this film takes place in Istanbul and in London, and there's something that happens in London that becomes a big plot point later on in the film mm-hmm. that you're like, wait, why wouldn't that have happened in Istanbul? And it's almost as if. On the on the surface of it, it seems like lazy writing. But when you dig a little bit deeper, it gets problematic because it's as if you, it's as if they're sort of saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, that that bit was pure, that bit was great." But at the same time, it's almost kind of saying they're primitive. And, mm. and so, so Sean, if you see it, if you see it, and I this, will, I, I, I do want yeah, to see it. Yeah, if, if you see it, it there, there is that I, I wouldn't tell you, but there is something that happens in London, and when you think about it, you're thinking. Why didn't that happen in Istanbul? The, the, the exact same thing should happen in Istanbul. Right. <laughs> if, if it happened in London, the exact same thing should happen in Istanbul. So that for me was a bit of a, um, what? And and also, um, oh, there was one other thing I was going to say about it. But anyway, so yeah, that was, you think that the exact same thing should happen in Istanbul, but it, it, it doesn't. But, uh, uh, but in the end, in the end, I would give this, I would give this a four out of five. I think just about four out of five. I think it's good. I think it's different. I think it's I there's I haven't seen anything like this in cinemas for a long, long time. And but the flashback scenes I think are brilliantly realized. I think they're That's, brilliantly real. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's it, it, and I'm happy to see that it, that there was at least oh and you have this whole thing where the people it's like the Turkish people. I was looking at the names afterwards, and they all look like Turkish names of people who played them. So, so for me, that little bit of representation, I'm like, okay, cool. There's been some attempt here to actually make this authentic. But I, I really, really enjoyed Three Thousand Years of Longing. I would recommend it, and I would say, yeah, go, go check it out. Go check I, it out. I, I, I hope to do that next week, and I'll give you my feedback. Oh yeah, good stuff. And now we go over to uh, Prime Video again because it's a Prime Video day. <laughs> And this, yeah, this is, we're talking Samaritan. Samaritan, this Samaritan. is, 
um this is sylvester stallone playing an aged um aged superhero um aged superhero and with this uh okay i i I've, i've heard about it i've i've seen the trailer i want to watch this but the more i hear about it the more i feel like there's going to be a twist in this film somewhere and the beginning of the film tells you what the twist is <laughs> and and so so before before we go show sure, and tell me is there a twist in the final act of this film not really no okay cool no, that really. that actually that actually makes me more makes me feel more likely to watch it because if there's something that they said at the beginning that makes me think oh my god i think i know what the twist is here all right cool so Samaritan, tell us about it. Okay, Samaritan. So basically, this is it starts off this um, like this. It's, it's, it's told really through the story of this young lad who he gets in a bit of trouble with something, but he's really brave. But he, he's he's like a big fan of this superhero from the past called Samaritan, and mm-hmm. there was this big big battle between you know they they were brothers to start with, and then they just became uh, enemies, if you will. And there was this big battle, and then things started calm down but he still believes there's this uh this samaritan he still believes in samaritan and he, he, he watches sylvester stallone obviously um he's like he works for the for the for the he's like a bin man and he goes through dumpsters and things and he, he finds stuff and he pawns stuff and that and he lives alone and all that yeah um yeah. but some some things happen uh this boy gets bullied and sylvester goes down and you know the uh, sort of saves him if you will so he's like oh yeah yeah and then he goes no 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 i'm not i'm not i'm just you know, something. and then yeah, because the, the boy is convinced that he's samaritan yeah 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 he's, yeah he's trying, he's the young boy is yeah yeah and then basically he obviously through this the, the the boys that he chased off they knock him over and so and you know he sort of comes and there's it gets a bit yeah so there is so so these lads that that sort of bullied him that, that beat him up they they're members of this big gang yep. and uh who who commit a robbery and and they're not very good so and they managed to find the the mask of the villain so from from like this breaking he goes oh what's this what's this so he becomes he's, he's the guy i don't know if you seen you don't watch game of thrones do you i have watched game of thrones yeah yeah well you know the guy who plays um oh, i can't even remember his name now the uh yeah. Oh, Pilu Asbeck. He plays. Yeah, that's it. He, he plays one of the 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 uh, what is undead may never. I had it in my head. Yeah, one of the what what is dead people. Yeah. What is dead may never die kind of guys. The Ironborn. Yeah, the Ironborn. Yeah, the Ironborn. Yeah, Lovejoy. Uh, the, love Greyjoy. 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 Someone Greyjoy. Gray, yeah, Not he's on another he, Greyjoy. Yeah, he's the crazy yeah. Greyjoy. Yeah, yeah, he's a crazy. Well, in this, he's crazy as well. But I still <laughs> keep thinking of him as as that that dude. I don't know why because he plays him like the Eon. same. Theon, yeah, Eon. E- Theon, e- yeah, I think it's Eon, Eon Greyjoy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Euron, Euron Greyjoy, Euron. Yeah, well, yeah, Euron. Euron Greyjoy. So yeah, so he plays him like Euron Greyjoy, basically. You know, a real yeah. flash. So he's the villain. He gets the the mask, and it just goes into standard cliched. Um, <laughs> you know, oh, we know where this is going. We know where this is going. And Sylvester Stallone looks so old. You know what I mean? He looks like <laughs> he, he really looks older in this toast. And <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that was the that was the makeup because that he's supposed to be old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. So um, yeah, and it it ends up there's not really a twist at all. It ends up there's you know there's fight scenes and there's superhero bits and you know 
it's just it's just totally cliched and it's not there's nothing new in it there's nothing new in it it's not really exciting it's it's pretty poor really i think on the whole and i was expecting i was expecting it to be quite good you know because i mean i quite like stallone stallone i think's underrated with some of his movies oh yeah, yeah he's he some is. good movies so stallone but, is actually yeah. he, he's a good actor stallone yeah. so he's a good actor that and and mm. people need to People need to respect that. That the dude is a good actor. Yeah, they do. Yeah, no, he was a decent actor in this. But to me, this film felt like he was there for the money. You didn't. It wasn't. wasn't oh yeah. Convincing. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't convincing. That um, is it. You see now, now that is a pity because I was thinking with the with the sort of superhero boom that we've had recently. Yeah. Having having somebody having doing something where you have this this hero is old it's almost kind of like so what happens when ant-man gets old or what happens when yeah. you know captain america gets older and i thought that there is something to be mined there and it seems like everything i've said about this is like they they've made uh they've made an old school superhero movie like you know be like a, like a substandard blade or something like that yeah and, i think so there was what was what was that film was it called hancock with um will smith with will smith like, yeah hancock, yeah yeah, yeah. So, I suppose you could probably no. Could you put it in that vein? I, I, well, no, because the thing is, Hancock Hancock was a film that had had a had a very good premise. It had a yes. very good premise that it didn't do much with, mm-hmm. that, because yeah. I think Hancock is about three different films fighting for place in there, and each yeah. one of them is interesting. But when you but none of them have enough time to actually become a really good film. Yeah. And That's it's, it. Yeah, and so, I think I think this is very similar. I think this is very similar. There's nothing nothing really new. You basically know what's going to happen. Um, yeah, and it wasn't, uh, you know, it, it it wasn't it wasn't for me. It wasn't exciting. It wasn't convincing. Yeah, I mean, it was okay. It was an okay watch, but for me, it's just it was a little bit little bit substandard. Maybe I, maybe my expectations were higher, and and it would be interesting uh, if you do get to see it. If you do get to see it, because you might think it's better with me. You know, uh, uh, it'd be uh, interesting uh, to get another take. Well, everything I've heard about this film backs up what you've said, and so, <laughs> so, so maybe, maybe the maybe the expectations are so in the toilet now that I'll come up going, oh, okay, I had quite a good time watching that. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe. I'll, I'll, I'll be generous because I like Sly and I think he's underrated, so I'll give this a three. Yeah, give it a three star. Yes, give it a three. three but star. we'll be yeah, a three, a three, but we'll be generous. Yes. All right. Uh, and now we go on to the Mushroom film, the film that has just shown up out of nowhere uh, back in cinemas. And we're like, wait, wait, where did this come from? And this is a film called Fall. Now, Fall, yes. Fall it's, it's, this is, we were talking earlier on about how um, with 3,000 Years of Longing, they so like proclaim on the poster, from the maker of Mad Max Fury Road. And, it, and this one, what they said is from the makers of the film 47 Meters Down, which was a film about two women who end up stuck at the bottom of the ocean terrorized by sharks and it seems like these yeah. the makers of this film have decided oh we we have we figured out what we want to do we're going to take two women and we're going to put them, <laughs> we're going to take two women yeah. Yeah, we're, we're going to take two women who have like you know some sort of extreme sports type interest and due to the extreme sports type interest they're going to end up in peril and we're going to see how they're going to survive or if they're going to survive yeah. and and i think oh, oh, oh this is this is not the review this is just me telling you why why i thought before before you review it and i think the genius of what they've done with this is well it's, it's simple i imagine it's, it's supposed to be like a white knuckle ride and because these films i imagine are made quite cheap the they don't cast any well-known person in them so 
one of the reasons I'm, I haven't watched 47 meters down is because I really have a real feel, feeling that this could end with both those women dying and being eaten by sharks. <laughs> because I don't feel anybody is safe. And even watching the trailer for Fall, it's a similar thing where I'm like, I don't recognize any of these people. Oh my no. God, they could both die. <laughs> and for all I know, the people who make this film, that is their thing. Everybody dies in the end. So I don't know. But Sean, you're the one who actually sort of like didn't chicken out. I went to actually watch the film. So tell yes. us about Fall and tell us what you think. Okay, okay. So Fall, yeah, starts off with these rock climbers. There's three rock climbers, two, two, two girls, one dude, and, and he's married to one of the girls. And basically something happens and he dies. Yeah. And um, so... And they're, they're, she becomes depressed for, for, for a, a long, and then all of a sudden the other girl comes and says, come on, we've got to do something. We've got to, we, you know, we're going to, there's this radio tower that we've got to climb. You've got to get back up. You know, it's like falling off a horse. You need to get back on and all that. Yeah. And, and you know, you've got to live and, and your, your, your husband would have wanted you to live and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. So anyway, she, in the end, she decides they're going to do it. So they go to this place where it's got a big warning, danger of death. You know, big on the gate, big <laughs> danger of death. Yeah. Um, so, you know, danger of death. Let's danger of death. I know what we'll do. What <laughs> so, yeah. And so that's it. So they, they the, the ascent, they, they climb, they climb this, this ladder and it's like rickety. You, can, you know what's going to happen. You, you can see what's going to happen. You, know, you, you can see what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know exactly what. Well, I mean, it says it on the, Anyway. So, yeah. So they get up the top, the things happen and they're stuck, you know. And they, yeah. they find a flat. And there's a little bit earlier on in the film where to recharge, oh, we can recharge the the, the, the drone because they got a drone, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, which comes into play a bit later. And it's like, I won't tell you what happens to it, but it's just like, wow, that was, that was, <laughs> that was, that was, that was, that was <laughs> there you go. And, and while they're up there, obviously, they're looking together and she just happened to look through her phone at her husband and she sees a couple of pictures where it could be say the other girl would you know sort of okay which, okay cool yeah gotcha um, gotcha yeah 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 so yeah you got you so so, so yeah, we're, so, we're not so we're not only going to put them we're not, we're not only going to put these um characters in physical peril we're going to put them in emotional peril as well in emotional peril so they can chat and discuss and and, and have these you know discussions for like 20 minutes or whatever maybe that's an exaggeration but it felt like 20 minutes you know it was like come on come on get on with something get on with something i don't want to know this i want to see the peril you know yes and yes. and they try different things and they they they, they managed to find like a, a a flare gland there's this emergency thing up there with binoculars and so anyway i won't go that you'd have to see that some people but it's just like come on come on what will happen <laughs> and this film i started off with i thought okay okay we're good it's just so cliched it's just so oh my god oh my god mate i was talking about this i went to see it with john i was talking about this and it was just like right okay we know that's gonna happen we know this gonna happen and then the last 25 minutes is a total cop out a total total <laughs> cop out a real i swear to you right it's like you come up with that that's the original that's that's you know it's like, come on, no, I won't. I can't tell you what it is, but it's just like a major, major cop out, which I've seen in a couple of movies, and I just think that is really, really lazy script writing that you can do that to make it. Um, I don't know. I can't really give a spoiler, but I, yeah, I might tell you later off there. But it's just like, oh come on, and at the end, and it's like super smulchy, and it's like, no way, in a thousand billion million years, would that 
<laughs> oh, oh dear! I was like, I I went to see it with Happy John, with John, our mate John. You know John? Yeah, yeah, you know I know John. John. I know Happy John. Yeah. Yeah. So he said to me, "Oh yeah, well I'm I've been scared of heights, and the scenery was brilliant, and all that, and and yeah, you know, majestic, yeah. and all that." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" You know? I said, "Yeah." He goes, "But I know I can." He even said, even said, and he said, "Well, I can see why you you rolled your eyes." <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah, because I have to I have to admit, this is getting it's it's getting more um. Because you know that there's some films that people are like, oh my God, but this, oh my God, but the scenery, oh my God, but the effects. Yeah. And as I go older, I'm like, I don't care about all, if you don't have a story, no. I don't care. No, that's <laughs> it, that's it. So, so this film really could have been half an hour shorter, could have been yep. made into a real short, um, and perhaps, oh, not, not do that silly cop-out business at the end, you know. Okay. Of, so, so, it's a, so it was a cop out. It was really awful ending. You knew what was going to happen. It was pretty predictable after after five minutes. The discussions, the philosophical discussions about relationships and stuff, was like, oh, come on, go on. You, it's a, you're not French. You can't get away with it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. So yeah. So this is this was not a good film. This was not a good film. Um, so well, I mean, how many was, stars? Two. two, two stars. Okay. Two. So it's a sad day for the cinema. After Do my couple of weeks of, of niceties, it's uh, so I don't yeah. know. We'll have to see what happens. I, so, I wish I'd have gone and seen something different now. Okay. Okay. So two stars, two stars for Fall. Um, but you know, the the idea of Fall, it sounds to me like a 70s disasters flick. That was, that was that's the thing that 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 came across to me like seventies like you know the Tower of Inferno or earthquake or something like that like you know really simple concept oh we've climbed this thing oh it's on fire oh it's falling apart we we need to get down without dying or oh, we've gone below the ground oh my god it's flooding we need to get up before we die <laughs> that's it and, and it seems oh, yeah, like that. I and those those yeah. can be sometimes they do seem a bit contrived because they keep trying to find out of different ways of putting things in there but yeah so, so two stars with mm. that oh and sean two stars yeah not, good. To, not sure if you've seen any of the alerts but the queen has died oh right okay i've been hearing yeah. stuff oh she's died is she yeah 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 oh, they, they, right, they've okay. just they've just confirmed that the queen is dead the, the queen, oh. it, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks um yes it <laughs> And um, not that we planned this or anything, because I mean, there's no way we could. But the next film that we're going to talk about, uh, which we're talking, this is back on Amazon Prime again. It's called Queen Pins, and <laughs> and this is um, it's a film. This is a film based on a true story, but uh, but it's one of those films that wait, after after I watched it, I was kind of like, really? And I was like, oh no no no, I've got to check this out. And you actually go and you you research the true story it was based on, and you find that it's only very loosely based on the true story. <laughs> but right. this was about it was about yeah, it's only very loosely based on the true story. And this is about a couponing. It was about a couponing scandal that happened in the states, which is because apparently in the states they have this sort of couponing thing, and it's a, it's quite yeah. a big thing. You have people. I think it was even a TV show about it, like extreme couponers or something like that. And it, it's 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 a thing. And so you have Kristen Bell, and you kick off by meeting Kristen Bell, and she is a retired Olympic athlete. She was, you know, the speed walkers. She was one of the speed walkers. Yes. And she has this whole like voiceover where she says, "Yeah, I was a speed walker in the Olympics." And if you're thinking I was a speed walker in the Olympics, oh, shouldn't you be loaded? Look up how much a speed walker makes. Really, actually, is disgraceful. So she has a, a her best friend and her neighbor who is played by um, Kirby Howell Baptiste, and. 
um she they're both into coupon i mean she's she had her her identity stolen so she has like bad credit and she's trying to get up a business off the ground where she goes house to house doing cosmetics for black people and um she's trying to get that thing up and running but they're both they're both hit up like Kristen bell has this stereotypical horrible husband who doesn't pay any attention to her she wants to have a uh, she wants to have a child and she's she's trying to spend money on ivf and he can't be bothered played by joel McHale, and so you know he's just playing he's just in bastard mode and so you, you have all that but then they start realizing that if you complain about stuff in, in a store they'll send you a coupon in america they'll just send you a coupon so you can go and buy new things and then they go, where did you get all these free coupons from? And they come up with this scheme where they get a whole bunch of coupons for free, but then they sell them on. And this is technically fraud. <laughs> and it becomes this big, massive company. And it's based, and so far so true, there was a couponing scandal where some people actually did get a whole bunch of money from getting coupons and selling them on. And so, but what happens is that you have this guy and he's played by Paul Walter Hauser, who you might remember, Sean, from that film that, uh, from the film Richard Jewell, that um, Clint Eastwood directed oh, about. Oh, yes. Yeah, you know yeah. the guy who played, yeah, yeah, who played the yeah, main character. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. kind of, and this is kind of him playing that character again, is this guy who, he's a secure, he's in, he's in charge of security for like, you know, a, a supermarket chain, like a Tesco or something. And his thing is just to catch fraud on coupons. And when he finds out that someone's, oh my God, someone's frauding coupons, quick, call the FBI, call the FBI. And he tries to get the FBI involved to come and catch this couponing thieves. And in the end, through the whole thing, the FBI are like, we, we can't be bothered, we can't be bothered, we can't be bothered. But hang on a second, you said this was done during the posts. And then they go, and because it was done, because they send the coupons out in the post, they send, instead of having, they send the postal service, the US Postal Service, and Vince Vaughn shows up, and Vince Vaughn is playing like this guy. Oh, so it becomes, wow. so, so it has, it has some big names in it, it has some funny things in it, and it tells like, you know, a comedic take on a true life story. And you have this whole thing about how they actually ended up tracking down the people who the, the the women who are running this who are running this scheme and a lot of the humor comes from how incompetent the women are at doing anything fraud <laughs> doing anything crime wise and and the fact that and also uh, hang on we have someone coming to say hello say hello to uncle sean hello yeah and, and it comes from how incompetent the women are but also how incompetent this guy is trying to find them and how he really really wants to be like he wants to be a policeman and he wants to have a gun and he keeps asking Vince Vaughn oh can I have a gun can I do this can I can, can you deputize me and all that and so, so is Vince, it a comedy is it a comedy it's a comedy it's a, it's comedy. a comedy it's so Vince Vaughn and Vince Vaughn and Paul Walter Hauser become this sort of like become this sort of double act where they're trying to figure out who these people are, and they're trying to solve this whole case. And I think so. Yeah, you said you said you have two double acts that uh, that fire this film. You have Kristen Bell and Kirby Howell Baptiste as the women who are doing this coupon fraud, and you have Vince Vaughn and Paul Walter Hauser as the people who are investigating it, trying to trying to catch them. And I and I think it's it's very good natured. It's quite it it it's funny, but it. Oh, look at you. Look at you play with the camera. Sorry, wow. sorry. For, for those who just listening, my daughter's just sort of picked up a camera and held it correctly. Held it to her eye. As somebody who makes, someone who makes video for a living, I'm really proud right yes. now. Yes. <laughs> <I'm really, laughs> so yeah, it's it's a comedy. I think it's funny. It's not like the funniest thing you'll ever see. It's a good watch. It's the kind of thing that you can put on in the background and you can just, over, but it, 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 it won't be a waste of your time. And it, it's not too long. I think it's run about 90 minutes. It's run about a 90 minute film. So, I quite like Queen Pins, and I would give it a three out of five. Yeah. Uh, 
I'll give it oh. three out of five. Enough. Essentially, I put this way. I watched it, and then I told my wife, "Oh, you need to chill. You you need to relax from working in a hospital. Go watch this film. It'll be a nice, distracting ninety minutes." And I think that's what it is. It's a nice, distracting ninety minutes. Oh, okay. Three three stars out of five. So all that's left to ask is, who do you think has won this week, Sean? I think the streaming platforms have probably won this week with the the since the cinema outings haven't been particularly productive or except for I don't know actually because you give yeah three thousand yeah. years three thousand years got of a four star so I don't four know stars, yes, yeah. so that might so two four five I think streaming just just by maybe yep. one you're right three streaming has one by one well like well cinema has an by average one. of two point six six. And streaming has an average of 3.33. So, yeah. So, that's wow. average. It's less than one star. Less than one star, but yeah. Uh, no, but streaming star, took yeah. it. Well, I'll tell you, the real winner this week is apparently me. Because I saw two things that I rated yes. four stars. <laughs> I saw two things that Dude, I rated I'm, four stars. I'm pleased as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm pleased. Especially, especially I'm with pleased the timing that. and everything. Yeah. Because yeah, there was National Cinema Day um, on last Saturday, where all films and cinemas were three quid, which wouldn't have bothered you any because you've got a Cineworld pass. But seeing as I, I no longer have a pass and I have to actually pay for every film I watch like a pleb, that was that was a that was a pretty good thing. But anyway, but that is it. That is it for us this week, and I believe we will see you next week when um, we will see. Yes. Well, we will be a country in mourning because the Queen is dead. I guess it's going to be the Queen is dead. I wonder. Yes. I wonder if we're going to actually hear somebody say the Queen is dead. Long live the king. <laughs> um, possibly, possibly. I, wa- I wonder. We, we, we'll we'll come yeah. back next week and we'll let you know if that does happen. That's but until it. that time, yeah. it's should, a good. Should be good next week. Yeah, yeah I'm going to try and see. I'm trying to see three thousand years of longing. I'm, I'm making yeah. a point of that, so I'll give you my I think, I think, And maybe some Samaritan. Hang on, hang on. Somebody, somebody just shot her fingers in something. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, All right, I'll, I'll let I'll you try, go, mate. I'll try to see Samaritan, and yeah. uh, I'll try to see that. All right, cool. See you guys. See you guys Cheers. next week. Bye. Kevin, <laughs> you made that slightly chaotic.